Hello and welcome back to the See Beyond podcast show. Today is a very special occasion. We are transponding back more than 100 years ago when an energy company was founded in my hometown, Trollhättan. And uh, I remember from my school days, we went to see the power stations, the hydropower stations, amazing uh, engineering uh, (laughs) creations. And I think this company over the past 30, 40, 50 years have done an amazing journey, becoming an international company and uh, really pushing for the sustainability. And uh, the company we're talking about is Vattenfall, of course. And I had the pleasure to talk with Paul Morel on their sustainability strategy, the journey, and how they're actually using the branding value or the branding message to get this out to the public as such. So I really hope you will enjoy this uh, discussion or talk with Paul. And please remember to subscribe on the CBON show. Thank you. So hello, today I have Paul Morel from Vattenfall with me. How has your day been, Paul? Oh, it's been very nice. Thank you, Mika. Nice to meet you as well. It's been a, a cold and clear day in Stockholm. The the, the winter is uh, soon coming. Yeah, the winter is seen in your background too there, Paul. <laughs> but here in exactly. Oslo, I can tell you we had uh, minus degrees this morning. So mm-hmm. uh, you could see some... some uh, Cars freezing, but daytime it is pretty nice. But uh, we're certainly going towards the winter as such. Yes, we are. And actually, uh, on that topic, I'm, I'm actually going to Juvasita um, in Norway this uh, weekend to to go skiing with my daughter, who's uh, will be on a training camp there. Actually, amazing. Okay, so yeah, on- how are the uh, snow conditions there right now? Uh, Have you checked? It- no, it's it's quite good actually. Now it's been cold for uh, a couple of weeks now, so I think the, the, it's okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's like it's like always nowadays. You can never be hundred percent sure when it comes to to glaciers and and, and snow. Ah, that's true. Yes, they're also melting away many places, and and unfortunately, they are. as it is. Unfortunately, so, um, and that's the climate change. Uh, it skiing was not uh, let's say main topic. No, <laughs> for our discussion today. But anyhow, so um, when we get, I mean, we're going to get into this with sustainability, etc. Because you 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 work for a fantastic company and uh, you're doing some amazing things there. But Paul, um, can you briefly tell us about yourself and your role with Vattenfall? Yeah, so I'm the brand campaign manager for Vattenfall Group. Uh, which means that I uh, I develop and roll out the broad media brand campaigns in all our uh, key markets, really. Um, and uh, so we have a team uh, that is working on both the development of these concepts, uh, advertising concepts, and uh, who develop it, and then also to roll it out in all of the, the different markets. 
And I've been with Vattenfall since uh, 2017, really. I, I joined Vattenfall with the mission to kind of launch the the, uh, the evolution of the brand, so to speak, in, in, in uh, 18, um, uh, where it's built on uh, our new purpose and our new goal of a fossil-free living within one generation. And it's been such an amazing journey. So I've been, I've been uh, almost said stuck here, but it's not that I'm stuck. It's really that I really enjoy uh, working at Waterfall, and uh, the um, the journey so far has been amazing from a branding perspective. But also the whole company um, is 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 fantastic in the sense that everything. Everything we do is really um, for for one single uh, uh, purpose uh, uh, to achieve our goal of fossil free living within one generation, and it's more than talk. And that's also what has inspired me all of these years. Oh yes, I mean, of course, Vattenfall, an energy company, um, state-owned by Sweden, etc. And I, I grew up myself in uh, Trollhättan, where, where the origins of Vattenfall actually are are from. Mm. So uh, and I exactly I remember some uh, let's say from school we went actually to see the power stations hydropower mm. Mm. and it was like revelations of technology and what you can mm. achieve and mm. such so um, uh, that's really great and you, you mentioned now um, fossil free living within one generation and you say that Vattenfall you're not just talking about this so w- w- what's the roadmap really? In, in in achieving this yeah the roadmap is that we we our goal is to be uh net zero by 2040 mm-hmm. uh, and that means today that we still have like a 90 percent reduction to do uh in total to, to 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 achieve that that target but we are you know well well on our way. Uh, if you look back a few years, uh, um, the journey has really started a long time ago. So it's not something that that we are um, uh, starting on uh, from now. Um, but it also means that looking in not only to our own own operations, the the emissions of CO2 that that is generated by our own operations, but also really looking into the whole value chain, so the whole supply chain. So. For instance, like our um, windmills that are built of steel and cement and so forth. So it's it's not a it's not by chance that we're actually also investing in fossil free cement, for instance, uh, together yeah. with LKAB and uh, SSAB. Uh, so that's also a natural industry for us to look into in order to transform into you know a more fossil free way of of uh, manufacturing and and making you know. Uh, building society uh, and all parts of of society that we're all part of, uh, yeah. and of course it's a it's a it's a huge task. Um, but actually, you know, if you just talk about the steel, uh, we've come a long way in that collaboration. And you know, I think uh, Volvo's already built the first kind of um, uh, truck uh, with the fossil free steel from from the plant that we that we uh, have uh, up and running actually with uh, LKAB and SSAB. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that because also what you mentioned here, Paul, is that let's say it's not just about your own activities because you have to collaborate. You have to look into the value chains mm. and, Absolutely. and enable these things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, uh, an important job that we have is to make sure that all energy 
produced and all electricity produced uh, by Vattenfall uh, is 100% uh, fossil free. But that's only half the work because energy is also a source of innovation within under, other industries. So if we can use that fossil free energy to transform other industries like the steel industry or other heavy industries like uh, the, the cement industry and the plastic industry and so forth, then you know we can make a, a difference for real. And that is also why we, we are looking beyond our own category as the, it's, it's not the boundaries that, that we're looking into. We need to look beyond the energy industry to see how we can lead and help transform other industries also. Um, um, in order to, you know, if, if we're going to reach our targets uh, and our goal by 2040, we have to. We can't, oh, yes. we can't achieve that without, you know, um, without other industries and the whole supply chain uh, coming along on this journey. Yeah, and of course, I see, let's say, uh, well, if it, when we are in Sweden, I mean, talk about uh, Swedish companies, many are kind of looking into it, this with the whole value chain, the suppliers mm. and, and mm. Uh, clients to collaborate as such because we, we are talking about massive changes as such it is it's not easy yeah it is and and the interesting thing um i really like to listen to uh one of our uh, uh researchers at uh at r&d his make his name is michael nudlander and he says he is also one of the the, the key key people behind for instance the, the hybrid plant the, the fossil free steel plant but he says to know that in order to achieve our goal or fossil free living within one generation, all the technologies are already here. It's not that we need to, to, to you know, innovate new technologies. It's already here. It's all about getting all the different parties together to actually to do it. Yeah. So that's also the, the importance of you know, looking outside your industry, looking at you know, the unexpected collaborations that will find the solution and the innovations that we actually need. But everything is already here. We already know how to do it. It's just a matter of collaboration. And that is also a very inspiring thought, isn't it? No. Absolutely. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the most of what you read in, in, in you know, the, the media and what you get to you when it comes to the climate change, it's not a positive thing. And, and yes, it is a crisis. And we all have to acknowledge that, that we are in a crisis. However, you know, it's, in that case, it's also encouraging to hit to, to understand that you know the technology is already here, so it's really up to us. And if you work at a company like Vattenfall, of course, where else? Who else should start this journey? Who should be the, taking the first step uh, in in driving this change on a more of systemic uh, level than than a company like Vattenfall that you know has the scalability, has the know-how, and and uh, and we are also operating in 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 so many different markets where we actually can make a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, like you said, and OK, technology is there. The, the solutions are there, actually. We have to uh, integrate these. We have to collaborate. So is it easy to, let's say, onboard companies or, or what, what are the key challenges in that sense? Uh, it's both. And actually, it's at some points it's, it's it's not super easy because it requires um, big investments. Mm-hmm. I mean, for instance, we we are doing uh, collaborations with um, um, uh, with some of the oil oil companies as well, and of course, for them, it's it's a it's a big change, right? For instance, yeah. we're doing some collaborations in order to to produce uh, uh, carbon neutral jet fuel. 
and that is where I do it together with with uh, you know the, the the yeah the classic uh, uh, fossil fuel energy uh, companies, and now of course that that's a big change. It's not an easy thing, um, but upstream it's it's a huge investment. So that is of course uh, one one challenge. But on the other hand, the, the the willingness to do something about this is increasing by the day. I have another good example where we are collaborating with an electric motorcycle producer called Cake. I don't yeah. know if you, you've seen that I collaboration. Know that. Yes. Um, yeah. Where where we have a, uh, we are trying to build the first fossil free electric motorcycle really. And of course, in order to do that, we need uh, partners because the, the suspension is delivered by someone, uh, the aluminium is delivered by someone, and you know, in order to build the bike fossil free, everything, the supply chain behind that, behind that product that vehicle also needs to be fossil free and in this project it has been really not super easy but you know it's, it's amazing how a small project can attract companies like skb for their bull bearings hydro uh, for, for aluminium um Lins, who is like their world's leading uh, manufacturer of uh, suspension and so on so on. and SSAB of course with the steel is also part of, of this uh, partner in this in this project so in some in some senses, it has been really easy if if the, the project is attractive enough, uh, enough to, uh, um, to to be part of, then then there really there really are a big willingness to do something to really change uh, yeah. in that sense. And of course, Paul, I think th this is a big industrial revolution, really, with the energy transition, mm. etc. I mean, we've gone from steam engines to internal combustion engines. Mm. We've gone from horse and carriage to cars. <laughs> we're doing something extremely exciting and, and, and complex again. It is. It is really. And it's really a, a systemic change. And it's actually, you know, for, for, for many, many years and for a long time, I think we've been talking about that you as we as individuals need to be take our responsibility to, you know, make choices in life or choices for products and so forth that are more sustainable than others. But that will only get us non, not very far because also the systemic, the system behind, you know, all the products need to change. And that is not something that you can do as an individual. That is something that we have to do as, you know, the, the industries or the companies that are actually representing the system. And that is a huge shift, like you say. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it's a huge magnitude uh, uh, shift in, in the yeah. world that needs to oh, happen, yeah. right? And it, of course, there, there's a lot of cha uh, challenges connected to that, uh, and uh, uh, not only from from the ind industrial part, but also if you look at you know public opinion, you know, and not in my backyard, um, the not in my backyard uh, discussion is there as well. Of course, we need to invest a lot in like wind and solar power. But people are, don't really want it in their backyard. So that is a, a really big challenge uh, as well. And even if we build offshore wind parks, then, then people have an opinion on it because they're destroying their, their view. And yeah, and that's just one example. There, there are many of these examples that, that are, uh, are something that we, uh, we need to address or need to, to take care of. And of course, while we're doing this shift, we also need to consider, you know, the um, sustainability as a whole it needs to work for 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 everyone yes. involved right you know yes. uh, but still that is uh, that is a challenge because it means that you know we maybe 
can't invest and build um, the power plants where it's best suited from from a, from a uh, from a wind perspective, for instance. But we yeah. also have to respect other others. I mean, other things also that regulations and policies are not built for for the, the speedy change. That that's a huge challenge. Um, so that is also something that needs to be uh, uh, addressed as well in order to be able to to move faster with investments uh, and, and projects uh, to really drive the transition. Oh, yes. I mean, it just shows the complexity that policymakers need to be on board yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, understand this also, because, uh, of course, in the industrial companies, yes, we, 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 uh, we can drive a lot of things, but we need the mm. support. Otherwise, it's. <laughs> going to falter. Yeah, and you yeah. know, there, 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 there's a lot of, I mean, look, if you look at the industry, there's a lot of companies that really wants to invest. It's not yeah. a question, that's not the question, it's more, okay, can we invest? And what's, what are the prerequisites for, for doing these uh, investments? I mean, it's interesting, if, if, if you look at, you know, building a, a, a wind park, a wind farm, for instance, the actual building of it, it's not a big deal. We can do that, you know, one, one and a half, maybe two years. But from project start to end, it's between 10 to 15 years. And the reason for that is regulations and policies. Oh, yes. And it, it is pretty much, you know, if, if let's say that we would start building a new nuclear plant in Sweden on an existing site, that would go faster. And of course, building a nuclear plant is way more complex than building a wind farm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just to put things in perspective on, on the challenges that we that we do face uh, in this uh, transition. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you you cover a lot of things here, Paul. It's extremely <laughs> excited to listen to that. And then, of course, you have this strategy, this roadmap. You're enabling these collaborations, working with the partners, etc. And then, of course, you have this set strategy. Then you have done some amazing things with the branding of Vattenfall. As such, and and you know, has this been easy to interpret your own strategy and and how to launch this brand as such? Well, first of all, thank you for for saying that that you think it's amazing. We also think it's amazing, but it's always nice to hear from from uh, from an outside perspective as well. Um, it's again, it's both uh, yes and no uh, answer to that. Um, it has been easy in a sense that uh, there's no difference between the brand strategy and the business strategy. Mm-hmm. No, uh, climate smarter living and fossil free living within one generation is what guide, ev- guides everything that we do. So all the decisions that are being made in the uh, in the EGM are weighed uh, against our purpose and our goal. And the the brand strategy is is using the same strategy. So there's not uh, there's no other layers. So in that sense, everything that we're talking about is at the core of the company yeah. and the business as well. So that, that is one thing that made um, life easier for, for, for a brand person, so to speak. Um, what has been uh, also, you know, uh, uh, a successful part in this is that we, we, had a, we have a message that is really resonating with people out there. It has been proven to be very relevant. And one of the toughest, the hardest part for, for a brand like Vattenfall is actually to get noticed in the 
in the media. If you compare, we're not Nike, we're not Coca-Cola, and people no, stop no, no, to no, listen no, sure. to as soon as they start talking, right? So it's really, we really also need to be bold. And, you know, I think we have been bolder and bolder in our communications. If you look uh, back the, the five to six years, and that, of course, that is a journey that is not super easy to do internally in a company like Vattenfall. Um, and uh, I know we'll probably come to this, but the the, the uh, campaign that we called um, the industrial face mist, um, emissions face mist, of course, uh, where we collaborated with with a celebrity like Cara Delevingne, of course, that is a stretch. Um, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then it's not an easy, so to say, sell internally, but, you know, in hindsight, we can see that it has generated so much value for for uh, for the brand uh, as such. And those who haven't seen that video, I mean, I'll, I'll put a link there uh, on this because it, I think it's an, uh, a bit thought provoking video too. I mean, showing that, I mean, when you have clean energy, what comes out mm. of industrial processes, which mm. many think about that's dirty, a lot of emissions, it's bad, etc. Mm. Now, now comes the complete shift, saying that hey, mm. this is pure, mm. brilliant, and that's that's what's happening with, with manufacturing, with energy, etc. So yes. uh, I, I really yeah, I mean, the interest, love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean the interesting thing we talked about, you know, systemic change early in our conversation, and I think the interesting thing here is that we are building fame for an energy company called uh, like Brand, uh, like Vattenfall, with something um, by showcasing actually industrial change. You know, systemic change at the core of, of an industrial process, and it works. And I think that is an eye-opening uh, fact that is uh, that that we can make that so interesting, right? Uh, and it's and it's also one of the things that we've been very clear on is that we've been talking about these more systemic change proof points all along, because that is also what people are expecting from a company like Vattenfall. Yeah. They, they don't expect us to be, you know, cozy in their in their living room, in their sofas. They actually look at us and say, hey, you need to drive the, the, the transition and the change that, that is needed in order for us to, 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 to live a more sustainable uh, uh, life in the future. So that's also one of the things why we've been talking about steel, about how we transition the the um, the, the immobility scene, and uh, why we talk about uh, the future of industries and so forth. Because that is also what people expect from us. Of course, of course. So I mean, having done this uh, brand campaign, etc., and, and uh, uh, industrial emissions face mist and when you go out in the market with this? I mean, has it led to any kind of positive surprises for you or something unexpected? Uh, as Maybe not unexpected. I mean, uh, it has been a very structured and clear strategy. And it's also very much about, you know, consistency over time. Mm -hmm. And also uh, um, uh, uh, um, consistency both in, in how we invest in the share of voice over time and also in, in messaging. Yeah. Uh, over time. So, of course, if you do that over a, a long enough period, you will see the effects of the brand if your message is relevant and, and, and so forth, of course. So, in a, in a sense, it has followed the, 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 uh, what we expected, kind of. But in some markets, I mean, I think we have jumped uh, the brand equity in a way that was uh, unexpected. And then there's other, other 
examples that are really interesting. Like one of the most important um, challenges for Vattenfall is also to attract the right kind of talent to, uh, to, yeah. to the organization, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just as an example, like in, I think it was in, in 2016 when we um, put out the, the kind of five international trainee uh, positions. Um, I think there was about 250 applicants. Uh, when that same uh, when that happened uh, last year, I think it was we had uh, more than 6,000 applicants. And also shows if and also if we ask people why they started Waterfall or why they they approached Waterfall, the the first thing they all answer is is that our goal of fossil free living within one generation. Yeah. So that is the most uh, uh, distinctive aspect of, of of the brand, and it doesn't really matter who you talk to, whether it's a customer or if it's a, uh, uh, some a, a talent who wants to join us, or if it's uh, a potential partner, or if it's uh, uh, um, a corporate customer, yeah. so B two B customer. So that is one of the. Uh, I think that has been one of the success factors over time that we can stick with this with this core message and, and, and promise uh, over time, uh, and it has really built value uh, in the brand as we can see. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, and and uh, probably we can expect some more there <laughs> from your yeah, side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, of course, but, yeah. But uh, the, there's the. I mean, if you look at the, that campaign that we refer to here with, with Cara Delevingne, of course, there's. Uh, uh, yeah, we hoped. We of course we hope to get a lot of PR and a lot of traction for it. Uh, I mean, that is also one of the one of the purposes of it because we we need to get noticed. And we need to do something else if we want to reach a new audience and deeper into new audiences. We can't only rely on you know, the, the broad media campaigns. They're doing their job. But if you really want to increase uh, unaided awareness and or consideration, we have to do something uh, different as well. So this is one of the, the, the purposes, with it, of course. And we can really see how, how it, you know, the campaign kicked off in, for instance, in the in the beauty industry in a way that you know, uh, and the magazines like Harper's Bazaar and Vogue actually writing long articles about uh, about the campaign and about Vattenfall and so forth. That these are the things that were totally uh, um, you know unimaginable before oh, yeah. before this campaign. So that. Of course, that's something we planned for and we hoped for, but you can never, you can, it's never a guarantee, right? So, um, um, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise how, how well it was received in, but in I think, these I new mean, kind of communities. Exactly. I mean, of course, you 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 walk the talk, and and um, also I think, I mean, just my opinions here that of course also like um, uh, not just internally showing this change, but you're kind of going external with it you're changing mindsets opinions mm-hmm. showing what the future can be it, it it's not an easy journey not at all um, to to get it's there not. So, no. and one of the things that we learned over the years also uh, is that people have a really hard time grasping what the fossil free future could look like yes so yeah. so that's also i mean that's also something that we need to address right we need how to help people picture that uh, on, on what that is and that also gave people a hope and, and that there's a reality actually um, of, of this uh, uh, happening and that we we play an important role in that as well not only talking about the solutions but also talking about how, how it could look like 
and the, the solutions that are in place now that 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 brings us forward that brings the whole society forward to no yes oh, yes i mean of course you you're doing what you can as as, as a let's say in your role and the company as such um but if you think about it this way that i mean what would you like to see more of from others is is there anything you kind of lack or miss or would like to see more of no i think um what we what, what needs to happen is is the collaboration that we talked about the unexpected yeah. collaborations uh, uh across categories across industries is what really needs to happen and there is no us and them in this question i think that's very very important you know people could 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 say that why are you working together with the uh the oil industry for instance they they are the bad ones right Yes, we're all, and even Vattafall has been, you know, part of the problem before. But if we don't address, you know, the heavy emitters, uh, how are we ever going to transform, right? So I think that's also something that we we should, yeah, it's an important kind of perspective to have. Um, there, yeah. There's no us and them. There's only collaboration. Yeah. Like I said, all all the technology are already here, right? Exactly, exactly. And Bring I it together. Guess, I mean, with these perspectives, yes, uh, lessons learned too. Also that, okay, th- that wasn't the right thing to do in, in that sense. Now we, now we shift yeah. and, and we have to do this together uh, yeah. as such. I yeah. mean, it's a beautiful example with uh, what we talked about in the in the industrial fa- uh, face mist project with Cora. We talk about uh, fossil-free hydrogen. Yeah. And hydrogen has been around for like a hundred years. That that's not the new thing. No. The new thing is how you produce it. You know, so if we can use fossil-free electricity to produce it, to produce hydrogen, then you know, not only when we use it, it's clean, but also when we produce it. And so right. that that's I mean, so that also you know, brings the importance to 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 looking beyond you know, here and now and your own category and your industry look beyond uh, those boundaries that we think there are out there um, to find these collaborations and find these opportunities that, that are there, actually. Paul, you said it wonderfully because this podcast is about see beyond, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love that. So uh, no, but this this has been fantastic to, ha- to have a chat with you, Paul. And, and um I uh, wish you a great weekend in Norway skiing. Then oh, thank you. Already. Thank you so much. So, uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can stay in touch. And I will follow Vattenfall, what, what's <laughs> going to happen. And uh, thanks for having me, Mika. It's been a pleasure talking to you as well.